Hey, all you bald and balding people, Kristen and Paige here. We know you probably keep seeing us post in our stories about this, but it takes a village for our podcast to grow. If you could please pause this episode right now before you listen and go to the top of our profile wherever you're listening to our show, please do. Ratings help people find our podcast easier. We want to be able to continue to grow, but there's only so much our hosts can do. We need your help. It will only take a few minutes out of your day, so please go leave us a rating if you're an avid listener. Thank you. Those bold chicks. Hello, all you bald and balding people, and welcome back to Those Bald Chicks, your favorite alopecia podcast. I'm Paige, and I'm here with Kristen and our fifth mama guest, Amy Araro. She is the mom of an awesome alopecia named Allie. So welcome, Amy, and thank you so much for being the fifth guest on this series. You could just jump right in. Tell us about Allie, how old she is, and how old she was when she was diagnosed. Uh, thank you for having me. Allie is 23, about to be 24. She is a triplet. She is the only one that is on the alopecia journey, but I like to say that we're all on it with her. She's had alopecia since she was a year old, actually wow. diagnosed by a pediatric dermatologist in Philly. So it was nice to have some answers early on. Absolutely. She's pretty awesome. Like you said, she's away from home, getting her doctorate in statistics in Iowa. Right now. So that was a big, big adventure for her. And she's on her way home tonight. That's so That's crazy awesome. that she's a triplet though. And she's the only one with alopecia. She is. Right? Mm-hmm. That I don't think I've ever heard of. I know. I think I remember someone saying that they were a twin and their twin didn't have alopecia, but they did. But a triplet. triplet. All girls. All, all girls. girls. That's yeah. crazy. And none of them have ever experienced hair loss. It was just Allie. Just Allie. Yeah. Wow. How crazy is that? Wow. So she must have gotten the hair loss gene if it is in I, your family or, you know, it's just, it's odd because triplets are super tied together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So when she first started losing hair, obviously she was one, so you couldn't really communicate it with her. How did you feel? What did you think it was? Allie actually has an aunt um, with alopecia. So once we noticed the spotty baldness, I knew, I just knew. I tease her a lot and say I cursed her because (laughs) with triplets, I had ultrasounds all the time. So they could see them and they were like, oh my goodness, they all have so much hair. And I was like, oh my goodness, no alopecia here. (laughs) You started to get the the spotty baldness. And I said, well, I said it out loud. And now (laughs) my baby, a my little Allie has alopecia. So we knew a little bit from her. So we just went with it at that point. We, it was important to me to have it diagnosed and it was, um, it was also important to me to not do any crazy treatments or anything. I guess crazy is a bad word. Everybody makes their own decision and chooses different things. Um, but I didn't want to make any decisions at a year old, two years old, three years old for Allie that Allie would have to live with later. So about it, but we decided to wait until Allie could communicate what Allie wanted to do. Right. And that was over 20 years ago. So did did they suggest anything? They had um, suggested creams and ointments. And now I don't remember the names of the different prescriptions, but um, also the injections and suggested those at one year old. Well, not really at a year old. They, They introduced us to creams and shampoos and things like that. And then injections, probably by the time she was in kindergarten, they were talking about. Wow. That was just something that I, I didn't want to do. Well, no doubt. Cause I was barely able to stand like that decision at 13. 
let alone kindergarten. Like yeah. And she crazy. never, never opted for that. She never opted for that. That's um, awesome. We kind of put it right in, you know, right in her court for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And That's hey, amazing. most of us have gone through it and we can say it's a terrible experience. There's <laughs> nothing good that comes from it. Painful. And also, I don't know many people that have seen regrowth have got their hair back from it so there's not really a point to it I mean if you you want to do it do it go for it but in my personal experience it was terrible it was just not a fun time and it hurt I got like hundreds every time that I went Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that was a smart decision especially because she was so little you know like what could that do to such a little kid and Mm -hmm. oh yeah the unknown I feel like probably was scary too so when it came to her hair loss. What do you think the biggest hurdle for you personally was? Not being able to fix it for her and watching her go through different stages with it. I had to learn eventually to step back and learn from her. I have a real quick, cute story. The triplets were like three. We were in a shoe store and they always dressed alike. They were triplets and they all had all had little hats on. And a, a man came up to him in the shoe store and said, took off the first hat and goes, oh, a blonde, oh, a brunette. And then he goes, you're bald. And she turned around and I, tears, I'm like, that's it, I'm done. Allie looked up at him and said, yes, so are you. And he was, (laughs) he he was bald. So from that moment on, I was like, you know what? Follow her lead, she's got this. And there were times she didn't have this and we leaned on each other a little bit more, but as a whole, she had this. So- we talked about wigs and about different things for her, whatever would make her feel comfortable. And she identified with alopecia, almost like that's what became her. And now she is completely bald, no hair at all. But when it was a spotty baldness, she explained it to me as if her spots made her her. The spots are what made her Allie. So she didn't want to cover them up. So me walking around, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade with a bow or a hat and she would take it off and she was like, I'm okay with them. So now you look in our photo album at these pictures and you can see this stage where me as the mom was trying to cover everything up. Lots of hats, lots of hair bows, lots of all the triplets and hats. Yeah. And then when Allie was just like, no, I'm, I'm okay. You start to see the pictures where you know, she looks like old man just with the hair on the back, body yeah. <laughs> baldness on the side. Do that. I love it. Her. That's that could have gone like so many different ways, right? Like she could have been like, I want to be like my sisters, but instead she was like, I want to be me yeah. over here, different. Yeah. And it's such so a young nice. age to have that realization is impressive. Right. But when it was time to advocate for her and be her voice, I realized I had to do that too. By the time she got in high school, the spotty baldness had gotten so bad that she decided to shave her head. Yeah. And when she started kindergarten, she started with a defender on each side. She was a triplet. When right. she shaved her head, her sisters were homesick. So she was going to high school, completely bald by herself. When she got there, it was cold in the lunchroom. She put up her hood and was told to take it down. And she said, but I'm cold. So the school had a strict no hat, no hood policy. Oh, wow. So we felt a need then to change the no hat, no hood policy. So as a mom, I get on the phone with her and I said, Allie, don't take your hat off. Don't take your hood off. I'll be right there. Again, the mom trying to control it, jump in, fix it. And she sent me a picture with her hat off. And she's like, no, I'm fine. 
But that was a battle that we did then decide to fight and to educate and to reach out to different organizations to come in and talk to some teachers and create some awareness. And because you can set parameters, you can make it a plain hat, you can, but if she's cold, she's cold. The school district didn't want to go for it for the longest time. So we had an IEP drawn up with the help of a pediatric dermatologist. And uh, we went with that. We went with the fact like a 504 or or whatever it was called at the time and a medical reason for her to need a hat or a hood. And when they realized how much it would cost because they said, you know, special transportation, a special seat in class, a blinds on the windows. They were like, what do you really want? And I said, a child to wear a hat or a hood if they're cold. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's probably kids too that had alopecia or hair loss or certain things like that, that weren't ready to accept it, that weren't ready to, you know, be as courageous and, and just wonderful as your daughter. You know, there was people that probably had to take their time or were just a little scared to show that they had a receding hairline or a widow's peak. Like literally there's so many different types of hair loss. So for you to push for that and advocate for that is incredible because that probably helps so many kids, you know? There were a couple that did come out in the school district that later uh, we found out had alopecia that either, you know, just chose to wear a wig or for whatever reason handled it a little bit different, but that also made us feel good. Mm -hmm. Hardest thing was trying to fix it and realizing I couldn't. And then my other hardest thing was trying to know when it was time to step up Yeah, and how far to go with it. But again, just following her lead. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You like took it that far. Like you were just like, no, you know what? You're going to give me a no. Well, I want a yes because Mm -hmm. my daughter means the world to me and I'm going to mama bear this. Like I'm coming from you school district. Not from (laughs) Because there's so many strict rules in in school. Right. Sometimes too much. Damon and I were just talking. This is not alopecia related, but he said that at his high school, you weren't allowed to drink water in class. (laughs) And I, I sat there and I'm like, water? Right. You you just got to be dehydrated in class. (laughs) That's so odd to me. So that's awesome that you push for that because I know that schools can be pretty strict about stuff. So well, my mom also had to get special permission for me to wear a bandana that year because they banned them because of gangs. Oh, right. Exactly. Of course. I'm just trying to cover the bald. Okay. I know. Yeah, right. What is it? Exactly. Uh, so what would you say that the biggest hurdle for her was through her hair loss? I guess, again, knowing to what degree she could accept it. She, for a while, would look in the mirror and on the front have hair and on the back not. And we never said anything to yeah. her. So then when she would see that angle of herself or realize it, she was like, what? So, you know, realizing, I guess, that she was different and having the courage to make every step forward, like even Iowa, Iowa was a big step for, we live in New Jersey. So to go out to Iowa and to buy herself where nobody knew her. And I was so excited because we were in the the Walmart out there and somebody was like, Allie that had met her on zoom because with COVID they had gotten started that way. Yeah. And it was someone in the, in the same like major as her. And she was like, oh yeah. And she started to talk to him. I'm like, wow, they, they know you. And she's like, mom, it's because I'm bald. Like I, <laughs> I stand out. Like it's not, if I was any other person, they wouldn't have picked me out in the middle of Walmart. I'm like, well, then it's a good thing, right? <laughs> I guess. And the the different type of attention and, and how to 
address that. Someone thinks she's sick and she's not, and she just wants to educate or if she doesn't want to educate that day or it's a very public yeah. thing. Um, it's oh, something very, very private, but it's very public, especially when you choose to go all natural. So. 100%. <laughs> Oh, I like that. It's a very private thing, but it has to be public. Very public. Because yeah, yeah that woo, I like that. I'm gonna start yeah, using. I really like that. I know. I'm gonna start using that. Damn. <laughs> Amy with all the answers. Yeah. No, no, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I wish I could. Like I said, I wish I could fix it. And then I realized that it's not something that she wants fixed. Yeah, I have learned like a lot of people that get it at such a young age, they come to terms with it way faster than if you get it later on in life. So I got it when I was an adult, when I was like 21 or 22. And I'm still working my way to that. And Mm -hmm. I know like a lot of people that were born with it, nine months, one year, you know, you're like a kid. So you're used to your whole life not having hair or losing your hair. And I'm just getting started basically compared to your daughter. So it's so crazy to see how it is knowing yourself as bald and then meeting other people and knowing about me where most of my life has been with hair and then trying to get used to the bald. So it's just so crazy. I know I, um, I don't know if you know this, but I was in one of the mentorship programs with Baltaraj with your daughter and she was incredible. She should be a teacher. Honestly, I was in that mentorship program and I'm like, this girl's got it. Like she, she is going to do so many things because she's such a positive, bright person. And she's really easy to pick out of the room because, and not because she's bald, because she's such a bright light. And I got that in 20 minutes of talking to her. So, well, I go to the wine nights and she's at them all the time. And I just, I love hearing her stories. I'm just like, holy shit. Like you're 10 years younger than me and so much wiser. Yeah. She's, (laughs) she's really cool. She's absolutely cool. Started high school bald though, had a full head of hair for her senior pictures. So now you're getting ready to go to college and you spoke of hurdles and yourself getting it later. Yeah. And so that's another vivid memory of her just handfuls of hair in the shower. It's time for that to cycle. And she, just didn't know what to do with all this or how to put it. So again, she had a little bit more age on her. Her feelings had changed. Yeah. yeah. Right. I bet it was different as a kid. Cause as a kid, you don't really like, you know, but you don't know. Like the couple of moms that we have talked to, they say, you know, they say it perfectly where they're like, we'll be in a situation. And I see as, as an adult, as a mom and my daughter or son sees it as just a kid. So they're mm-hmm. like, they don't see it as you see it as an adult. So they're like happy as ever having the time of their life. And the parent is like, I'm terrified of this situation. I hate this situation. And the kid's like, I'm having a blast, mom. <laughs> so it's just crazy to to talk to so many different moms because you have seen different stages of your daughter with alopecia. And then add the dynamic of triplets where I try to make yeah. it yeah. even and fair. So just this past Christmas, stocking stuffers, right? What do you, you put in some candy, you put in a pretty little necklace, pretty pair of earrings. Yeah. I put in razors. Yeah. Allie has not a stitch of hair from head to toe. Not one, not one stray hair. Yeah. So they're opening their stockings and she's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, <laughs> it took me a minute. I'm like, yeah. well, you all, all three of you got a toothbrush. All three of you got, you know, the earrings. Yeah. Three of you got a razor. She's like, mom. And I go, it's funny because I see you as Allie. I don't see you 
as bald Allie. Right. But she's like, but a razor, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, so, and, and now I'm like, wow, like, where did that come from? Right. But, um, but I don't know where it came from. I just don't see that. I figure I have three girls. They all need one. I understand that though, because sometimes there'll be moments where I completely forget that I have hair loss. It's, right. it's a thing. Like you, once you get over all of the hurdles and you accept it and everything, sometimes you forget you have hair loss. So I can understand. I feel like sometimes my parents forget that I have hair loss. Yeah, I totally forgot she had hair loss. I right. just her as, I don't, I don't know what, but right. Just as your daughter, that's Allie, though, because this, it was not a cruel joke on Christmas morning. It was, really, <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I don't, I, I'm no excuse, but um, yeah, right. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so on that note, what has been the biggest triumph that your daughter has accomplished when it comes to her hair loss? I think it was making the change in high school where she could educate right before the moment she decided to shave her hair. She realized she might never have hair again. So she dyed it hot pink and Allie's very conservative. She's not a hot pink hair type girl and neither are the other two, her triplet sisters. So at first they were like, oh, you're the crazy one that, you know, had pink hair and then shaved it. And she's like, no, I'm the one with alopecia. So the fact that she made that her own little platform, that was a, a big triumph. Another one for her, I think, was going to Iowa, leaving New Jersey, yeah. going on her own. She has a lot of supportive friends. She has a great supportive family, but still, when you start fresh all by yourself yep. and to use it again, have something that's so visible, yeah. so yeah, so public. Right. Because she was, yeah. And she was going from super comfortable, like a comfort zone to something brand new where nobody knew her. Yeah. Small all women's college she went to in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, she went to Cedar Crest College, real small in Allentown. And she is now in Iowa State. So wasn't she also on a billboard? Because like that was, was huge for the yeah, alopecia community huge. too. I don't know that. What? She was yeah. on a billboard uh, for Cedar Crest College. Uh-huh. And she's on a lot of their commercials, a lot of their pop-ups on the internet still, but a big billboard. Uh, the first time we saw it, it was, they had it along the highway as well, yeah. but they also had it in a parking garage. So we're turning around the parking garage and here's this life-size alley. And I'm like, wow, the same thing. And they had many different poses of her too, but all it, you know, swimming, playing field hockey yeah. with, at a microscope, all faults. So Incredible. yeah, because you get really can identify them. When she told us that story at Y night, I was like, oh my God, you are like <laughs> my idol here. I would probably break down crying if I saw someone on a billboard that was bald and had alopecia. I would lose exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely lose it. Big thing. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm happy you brought that up because that just made my my night. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I want to see that billboard now. (laughs) Yeah, we'll send you some pictures of that after. Oh my gosh, please do. I would love to see that. So, when she was growing up, did she ever ask you why don't I have hair? She did. Like she, it's all the same. I'm projecting the positive because she's so positive about it. But there were definitely those moments, definitely those times where she felt like nobody really understood, which I think is why meeting girls like you have done wonders for her because her sisters don't get it. And nobody really gets it. Everybody's story, even their alopecia story is their own. No story is completely the same. 
you can't say, oh my God, I have alopecia too. So I know what you're going through because you don't. Yep. Everybody, yep. you know, takes it and it's their own journey. So she didn't feel like anyone could relate. She would say her head felt sensitive when she was going through big periods of hair loss. And if someone tapped her or brushed her, or like one of her sisters, they were playing. She was like, you don't understand. And you don't. So a lot of that was hard and I don't understand. And if I could have given her my hair, I would have in a heartbeat, but I couldn't. And again, yeah. I had to learn from her and, and let her know I don't understand Absolutely. and I don't get it, but I'm, I'm here regardless. And as a parent, that makes you feel a little helpless. It was, that was hard for her, I think. And people that friends that didn't understand, or <laughs> even now her sisters, like only a sister can say, Allie <laughs> was able to board the plane first tonight. Why? Come on in, come over here. We'll, we're going to check in. So her sisters are like, of course, because you're bald. Like, you know, so Allie's like everything that, that's good. Maybe because I smiled, maybe because of the, it's not yeah. all because I, I'm bald. Yeah. Um, you don't get, you know, of course that happened to Allie. That was just, you know, so it's yeah. like yeah. almost traded her hair for some good fortune or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But it's, it's first it's in line. She traded her hair to be first yeah. in line. Everything. Yeah, traded my hair to be first in line. Um, <laughs> but you know, of course that happened to Allie. Oh, of course that worked out for Allie. I go, but Allie has had to overcome a lot to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Funny because I have that same like brotherly relationship. My brother's just like, oh, of course, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's funny that you say her sisters do that to her. <laughs> Uh, of course you someone bought you a drink you're bald yeah, yeah. <laughs> your whole oh, meal you ticket yeah <laughs> of course he pulled over and that said is something i have never tried but i'm going to I, next time i get pulled over for speeding that wig's coming off i'm gonna be like sir and she goes hello and he's like oh okay <laughs> Here you yeah, go. walk away. Slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> just, just look at him like, please yeah. don't. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, that's going to yeah. be good. I'll I was, I was going to say, you could use it for so many things, I guess. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, and you girls don't. Oh, and, yeah. But, but from the outside, again, I think it's everybody else's perspective on that. And it's, you know, but nobody knows. Nobody knows your journey but you. Yeah, and absolutely. that's for everybody, but but people don't realize that I don't think unless there's something else that catches their attention. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. We always talk about this on the podcast how having hair loss it's an easy thing to see in a sea of people because it's not like in that group of people there's going to be thousands or millions of people with hair loss, you know? Because it is a lot of people, it is common, but when I go to the grocery store, I don't think I've ever really seen an alopecia. So, that's why it's so easy to pick out bald people, especially women, because you see bald men more than you see women. So when you see a bald woman, it's kind of like, "Whoa." But that's the whole point of this is to normalize it and to talk about it and just to get the word out, you know? And you're doing a great job at that. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. So is your daughter. She's on billboards. Yeah. She's on billboards. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's awesome. Has she ever dealt with bullying? She has. She internalized a lot of the bullying, I think, and saw it. I know I'm having a hard time answering this one. She tried to, a lot of the things that have happened recently with bullying has really touched her, made her want to reach back out. She says she's grateful 
for the support system, but there's still some times where, and it's just the meanness in general. And she doesn't under understand that. And she's 23 now, like yeah. adult woman, the real world is mean sometimes, yeah. but that's a, a hard pill to swallow. And yet pointed out be, because she was different, even at a real young age and bullied by some adults um, oh, when wow. she had a real patchy hair loss and was in like a gymboree class or a music class or, and some of the kids wanted to touch it or talk to her or play or on a playground. And the parents' reactions were, don't touch it. Don't go near her. Come over oh. here. Oh, um, like she's contagious. Like she's contagious. Like you're going to lose your hair if you touch her. Um, <laughs> and then taking that to the next level where the kids then, those same kids throughout the year, oh, she's the one we can't touch her. Oh, look at her oh. getting her hair pulled, the little bit of hair she had to see, you know, did you shave it? Is it going to fall out? Am I going to be able to get some, you know, if I pull hard enough? And her reactions to that yeah. so there were times that that was isolating for her and and made her feel lonely and made her feel sad and and mm-hmm. now when she hears some other people's stories she tries to always look at the positive of it because yeah. the positive she thinks is what kept her going even through harder times or or when she was bullied or when an adult made a comment that then yeah. led the child to act differently towards her so she tries to make it all positive and in hopes that if she's positive about it, then the positivity will be as contagious as the negativity. Oh, I right. love that. I love that. And she is a positive person and I love it. I mean, she yeah. she even like gives that to other people too without even knowing. Because I, when I was on that mentorship with her, I was like, I'm very happy because she is such a wonderful person. And again, bullied. She had no hair. She had a unibrow before. Yeah. Now she has no eyebrows. But- I was taking her to get her eyebrows waxed because they were teasing her about a unibrow. And I would think to myself, like, where's the justice in this? She can't grow hair anywhere except for straight across her face. Right. So now she doesn't even have eyebrows, but being teased for what she had. Right. And to navigate that as a kid, it's like, well, I don't have hair and you're making fun of me, but I do have eyebrows, but you're making fun of those too. So like, what do you want? (laughs) You know, like what, what more can I do for you? But even now, like she's, um, and it's not really bullying, but a family member, do you want to microblade your eyebrows? She's like, no. Mm-mm. Well, you sure you don't want to microblade your eyebrows? Well, do you want to do it for your eyebrows? And she's like, no. Yeah. But people are very insensitive at times to mm-hmm. the different things regardless. And you Absolutely. just try to surround yourself with, with other people that are just as positive as you yeah. and realize that the negative ones just aren't aren't worth the time, but yeah. it is, it's a, that's, that's hard. Yeah. Though. What would you say during all of that, during the bullying and everything? Cause probably during that, did you look out for like resources? Did you look into possibly like support groups or anything? We did. It was cap kids. This is me. They're in Poughkeepsie, New York. Wonderful offer a scholarship. Um, big on awareness. So yeah, I reached out to anything I could get my hands on the national alopecia foundation, like any information I could get would buy the sweatshirt, would wear the sweatshirt, like absolutely anything to try to push the awareness, to push that it's okay. I would wear it. Her sisters would wear it. Again, I think a lot of her confidence comes from the fact though, that she was a triplet and that afforded her a little bit more security than some kids her age would have had otherwise. Somebody pulls her hair. She's got two sisters that want to punch them in the face. Yeah. (laughs) They're gonna. Yeah. Right. 
So it, I think that that helped form her a little bit too. There's good in everything. But I think that's amazing that you guys, you know, did that. Like you advocated for alopecia and for her at the same time for her entire life. So you've been doing that for like 22 years, right? Like almost 23. Yeah, always. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Kristen because talking to all these moms, I mean, Jenna said that they celebrate like kids alopecia day that's a holiday for her daughter and I'm like that's incredible because that that makes it so normal in their household too not even necessarily outside but like in their household her daughter's gonna remember that for the rest of her life so it's like stuff like that it's so simple but it it's so big so much like it's so big yeah absolutely because I know one of Allie's would probably be Baltarage too, because I know she's super yes, active in it. Yeah. Um, and she found that. She found that on her own. And I think it was through an exercise club through Baltarage yeah. um, or a wine and cheese party or something. And met Christy and met all the you great ladies. And she was so excited to be a part of that. And it was her first like big girl on her yeah. own. Not the organizations I mentioned before were, were more childhood and more geared towards that. And here she was in a community where she could see other people that were just like her makes a big difference where you can go and, you know, let oh, your child out life. and, yeah. like, I know and literally pages. just talk. Yeah. Yeah. It, just talking. What's funny too, is I feel like a lot of people outside of the hair loss community think we always talk about hair loss, <laughs> but that's the funniest thing is Kristen and I, we only talk about hair loss. I'm pretty sure on this podcast, <laughs> any yeah. other time we're just talking about life. So it's like the comfort of just talking to Kristen, knowing she has hair loss. I feel like I could be more myself with her, if that makes sense. Kelly said too. Yeah. Yeah, to meet um, people from the Baltarage group outside of the actual screen of Baltarage right now. Absolutely. And to just be able to talk and just know that. They're going through the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know, right? And you can just talk life with them. You don't have to. Because you know they're not going to ask you that weird question about alopecia. And they're not going to want you to explain it. And they're not going to. If they're having a bad day, they might. But other than that, you know. Like I said, you have a parallel journey. It's so funny because the comfort you take just in that, what you just said, that I know Kristen or anyone that I talk with alopecia, they're not going to ever bring up my hair loss unless I do. So it's it's almost easier to talk to people about life that have hair loss <laughs> because right. I don't have that on my mind constantly. And I don't think we've ever mentioned that on the podcast. So that no. I'm happy we're talking about that because I'm so happy. I feel like, you know, our Instagrams, they've quickly turned into our hair loss Instagrams too. So we talk about our hair loss and all of our stuff, but like 90% of the time, it's just normal life. We're just talking about normal life stuff. And I'm bitching about people. Yeah, and- <laughs> it's just that comfort. That's okay. You can really, truly be yourself. You can yeah. really let your hair down. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can truly let your hair down. Your hair down. Oh, I oh, love I it. Love oh, I love it so much. I know we have a couple more questions and... This second to last one could be a little bit harder, but I guess it works. What are you looking forward to in the future for Allie? I know she's kind of moving through life. She's 23. So what are you looking forward to in the future for her? Uh, Just, I don't know, happiness to be settled, to be, feel comfortable in what she's doing, to not be afraid to try anything new. And I think that is something else that alopecia gave her. She's not afraid of that. 
And she surrounded herself with supportive friends, a supportive boyfriend who has hair, who's seen her through all the stages of it. But again, she wasn't afraid. He's in law school on the East Coast. She's in Iowa. Yeah. She's not afraid to still just be Allie. I'm looking forward to whatever she's going to let me tag along with next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to be right into it and want to see it and want to do it. Looking forward to, I don't know, children, happiness, uh, whatever makes her tick. Yeah. Whatever life brings her. a grandbaby with alopecia so we can do this all over again. There you go. <laughs> exactly. That is one thing I've learned. Like I said, that I started this by saying that first ultrasound and them saying, oh my gosh, all three baby, look at all the hair in an ultrasound. And I said, all three. And they said, yep. I'm like, oh, whew. now I, I've realized that doesn't matter. Yeah. That's not what it's about. And that's what she showed me. And I was guilty of that. No, I wanted the easy road. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to have to deal with what this family member has to deal with, or I'm not going to have to, all these girls are going to have hair and we're going to be, and it's not about having hair. Right. I didn't see that. Right. I, and I she's 23 that. now. And now you know that though too, because you forget about her hair loss because you just <laughs> see your daughter, you know? You know what? It will make it work. And it it's Absolutely. not, it, it's not what makes you you it's not what finds you 100 i missed it i missed the mark and it being a mom is a bumpy road and you just got to take the but at least admit when you missed it and i i missed that one 100 and that's and that's that's okay have hair and now i'm as relieved she doesn't because it is it's what makes her her and what allows her to meet people like you yeah in great groups and and educate others and absolutely which is fantastic So our favorite question, what is one piece of advice you would give parents whose child is in the beginning stages or tough stages of hair loss? Follow their lead, take a step back. And, and instead of trying to do it for them or fix it for them, take the time to listen and take a step back and follow their lead. I can cry all I want that an old man, old bald man says you have no hair. Oh my God, you're bald. And, And she can say, and neither do you. Yeah. Puts it all in perspective for me. Just follow their lead. Yeah. I like that too, because it it kind of gives them control to feel how they want to feel about the situation. And that's hard as a parent. It's really, really hard. We all want our kids to be perfect, but we're, no one's perfect. Is hair make you perfect? Absolutely not. But we want to not let them feel that pain and we don't want to have them be bullied and we don't want them to have that pressure. Yeah. But a little bit of it, helps mold them into very strong people yeah i'm a very strong woman because we worked through that and worked through the pain and and worked through that by me following her lead and being there as a hand to hold when she needed it yeah knowing when to let go when she didn't yeah that's exactly what my mom did she let me feel my feelings and she just went with it she just was like okay well do you want to do this and then I would be like no and she'd be like okay you want to do this (laughs) she would just work with me through all my anxiety and all of my worries and just let me do what I want to do like when I wanted to shave my head okay but then I didn't and she just worked with me thinking back on it now it was just very helpful because she didn't pressure me or push me into anything I didn't want to do she was just like do what you want like whatever makes you comfortable. So we just want to say thank you. Thank you. This is amazing. You. This has Sorry, been more amazing. Sidetracked or oh. 
it's my passion now. Yeah. Allie's my, passion. my kids are my passion. You girls are my passion. I'm Aww. as proud of you as I am, Allie. That's so um, awesome. That's so nice. Girls. One I didn't cry this whole time. time. And now you're going to make me. <laughs> but, um, but I'm really proud of you. And I'm, I'm excited that I got to be a little tiny part of what you're doing. We have a lot of moms that listen and they really needed this mama series. And these are so fantastic. We learned so much in every one, so many different perspectives and you've just been amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And you guys know the drill. We have chick bits at the end of every episode. So the one today is over 120 million phone calls are made to their moms on mother's day every year. Um, Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I Um, think it should be more. Yeah, right? You should call your mom. Call your mom on Mother's Day. Three times. Yeah. (laughs) That's us telling you right now. If you're listening, call your mother right now. So you guys obviously know the drill at the end. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thoseballchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which you will be able to find in this episode description. Until next time, guys, ball pack out.